Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Knicks Community Podcast with your host, Aiden Donahue. I'm so sorry for the now, which is insane, almost one year delay of the Knicks Community Podcast in terms of episodes. Um, The reason for that delay was obviously I was graduating high school and getting into college, and I'm very happy to announce for those who don't know that I will be attending NYU Tisch for drama. I'm so excited to get started and get incredible training as an actor and stay in the city and keep, you know, making Nick's content for all of you guys and obviously bringing back this podcast. And I'm going to figure out what to do with the YouTube side of things because I want to get back into Anchor and audio streaming and really just bring back this podcast. I know it's been so long and I'm thinking I'm going to make weekly episodes starting, I believe, every weekend. Um, I don't really know how long they're going to be. That really is all going to be depending on what's going on with the Knicks and the news. Um, This episode is going to be a long one because we're going to cover everything that I've missed in terms of the offseason. Starting with an insane signing, um, our newest point guard, Jalen Brunson, out of Dallas. Uh, we signed Jalen Brunson to a four-year, $104 million contract. I really like this signing because I love Jalen Brunson as a point guard. I love his physical style of play, and I think that that is a, an aspect of the Knicks that we've definitely missed for the longest time. I think a big complaint with Julius Randle from this past season was, you know, he was forcing so many shots and he would really have the same move. He would go to really the side, you know, of the basket, the mid mid range and just kind of, you know, uh, pivot, pivot, you know, jump, jump up for a, for a a leaning fadeaway. Um, That was like automatic the season before when he was, you know, most improved player of the year. And, you know, he really helped us, you know, to that fourth seed and into a playoff run. Um, and, you know, he would just have the same moves over and over again. He would look, 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 pivot, pivot, pass in midair, leading leading to turnovers. Um, whereas, you know, the season before, you saw him really getting physical and just, you know, diving into the paint and being a really dominant force, you know, in the paint and, you know, outside on the perimeter. Whereas you have Jalen Brunson, who's super, super physical. Uh, We saw his style of play versus Phoenix in the playoffs. I think everybody's seen that viral video of where Devin Booker calls him soft, and then immediately the next game, Jalen Brunson's driving into the paint and just completely shoves Devin Booker out of bounds um, for the layup. And I really, really think that Jalen Brunson can create his own shot. And you know, again, just really bring the Knicks back to that really physical, um, no-nonsense style of play, which I love. Um, And I know that people have had a lot of, you know, opinions about his contract and his deal. I personally really, really like the deal that we we, we signed him for. And I'm not really going to make an opinion about the $104 because I want to see him play. And I don't really want to make predictions on that because – you know, I don't I don't want it to be like Evan Fournier, where I know that 
he had a great year in terms of breaking John Starks' three-point record and being really, really clutch for us in a lot of games. Um, but I really just I don't I don't want to 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 just create an opinion just yet on Jalen Brunson's, you know, deal in terms of 104 million just yet. But I do want to give you guys this insight as to why. I really, really love the way his contract is set out. In year one, he's making $27.7 million. Year two, he's making $26.3 million. Years three and four, he's making $24.9 million. And he also has a 10% trade kicker uh, per Fred Katz. I really love that because it's descending. And so it's not like we're just going to get, we're giving him more and more and more money for you know if Jalen Brunson doesn't work and then we're just giving him more and more money and and you know that that's just going to be disastrous on on all fronts um another reason as to why I love Jalen Brunson to the Knicks is because he doesn't have to be the number one option he can really just go with the flow and produce in any situation um we really see this in Dallas where without Luka in 17 games, he was averaging 20.4 points per game, 7.5 assists, and 3.9 rebounds. Now, behind Luka on the floor last season, he averaged 16.3 points per game. He he again kept that same rebound average with 3.9 rebounds per game. He also averaged 4.8 assists per game and shot 50.2% from field goal and 37% from three. Again, these are really, really clutch stats with and without Luka, and I really, really, really think that that is going to be such a key factor for Jalen Brunson's and what for Jalen Brunson's style of play and what he's going to bring to this team. Whereas I feel like you have Julius Randle, who's always going to feel the need to be that number one option. He's bringing up the ball, and he's, again, like I said before, forcing so many shots and just 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 you know was not leading this team to where we needed to go last year now you bring in Jalen Brunson he can produce so well you know with Julius Randle and RJ being on the floor and just kind of spread the you know spread the play move the ball around um and just create so many opportunities for so many guys on the floor. Um, and, you know, playing behind such a dominant force like Luka Doncic and still producing those numbers is a really, really great sign for me. And I, I and I really am just excited for Jalen Brunson on this team. His press conference was great with Bill Pito and MSG, um, saying that, you know, the city deserves to be in a place where the Knicks go back to the finals and, you know, relive the glory days that was the 90s. Um, and the seventies. Um, and it just, it just made me super, super, super excited. Um, it made me very excited that he's in the mindset of he's here to, he's here to win. Now he's here to be an impact player. And I'm just really excited for the future of this team and that we actually now have a solid point guard, which I'm so excited about. Now we get to the story that has been dominating Nick's Twitter and Nick's news over the past few weeks. On July 13th, Shams dropped the bomb that has taken over Nick's news. 
that the Jazz and the Knicks have started trade talks for Donovan Mitchell, that Utah was looking to get draft picks and young players, and that they've been interested in guys like Quentin Grimes, Obi Toppin, Emmanuel Quickly, and Miles McBride. Over other suitors, obviously, we know that the Knicks have up to first eight-round picks that they can trade to Utah. We know that one deal that was close on getting you know finalized was Obi Toppin, Emmanuel Quickly, Quinton Grimes, and Miles McBride, and six first-round picks for Donovan Mitchell. The Knicks ended up declining that trade. Over the past few weeks, the talks have slowed, and there has been a stalemate on those talks. According to sources such as Alan Hahn, quote, the Knicks are not interested in giving up a huge pick package and also sending in a group of picks as well. Oh, I just repeated myself. That the Knicks are not interested in giving up, you know, a pick package and a group of young prospects as well. So the stalemate is on the players, not the picks. We've also heard that the Knicks and the Jazz were in talks with the Lakers on a potential Russell Westbrook deal and that this move would be for the Knicks to shed salary. And I've heard possibly send Randall over to the Lakers. I would love to send Randall um, out of, out of here. Um, I just feel like you never really know what's going to happen with Julius Randall and that, you know, I, I just feel like he, he's at a mindset where, he feels like there's so much pressure on himself to be that guy, and he's causing just chaos for so many people around him. Again, you had that whole fiasco with the fans in him last year with him booing us and telling us to shut the F up. It was just a terrible situation on all fronts and was just such a stain on the season that he had before. Again, like I said, most improved player bringing us to a playoff run. It was just super disappointing just to see such a rise and such a fall. I hope, listen, I hope that he has a great season this year, but, you know, I, I just think it would be time for Obi to really make his way into that starting lineup. In terms of Donovan Mitchell news, um, and for a trade, I would hate to give up Grimes and McBride because I really think the chemistry that they both have is something that's unmatched. Same with Obi Toppin and Emmanuel Quickly. Um, I would hate to see Grimes and McBride go, especially coming off of their incredible summer league that they just had with Grimes averaging 22.6 points per game and McBride being the leading scorer in the summer league championship game that we event that we unfortunately lost against the Trailblazers. McBride finishing with 17 points on four for 10 shooting, two of five from the three, six rebounds and three assists and one steal. I really hope that obviously we don't give up Obi Toppin because if we gave up Randall and Obi in moves regarding, like I said, the Russell Westbrook deal and the Donovan Mitchell deal, it looks like that our point, our our next power forward would be either Isaiah Hartenstein or Jericho Sims. I'm gonna delve into these possibilities because I have a lot of thoughts on them, and that I feel like both situations honestly wouldn't be that bad. Um, I think that. A, a Mitchell Robinson plus Jericho Sims duo in the starting lineup would be absolutely insane. Jericho Sims just signed a new three-year deal with the Knicks, coming off of his great performance last season, averaging 13.5 minutes and 4.1 rebounds in 41 games as a rookie. His new three-year deal includes 
in year one, he's making 1.6 million. Year two, he's making 1.9 million. And year three, he's making $2.1 million. Now, another signee that we just got over this past offseason was from the Los Angeles Clippers, Isaiah Hartenstein. He just signed a two-year, $16 million contract. His deal also has $1.5 million in unlikely bonuses for each season. In year one, he's making $7.8 million per year. And in year two, he's making $8.2 million. I personally really, really like Isaiah Hardenstein because him and Mitchell Robinson play such different styles of play. Isaiah Hardenstein and his shooting ability with him averaging last season 8.3 points, 4.9 rebounds per game, um, and 2.4 assists over the last and 2.4 assists and over the last month of last season Isaiah Hardenstein averaged 11.1 points per game 6.5 rebounds per game and 3.9 assists in 23 minutes a night he shot 60.9% from the field 52.9% from 3 and 85.3% from free throw his assist rate of 19.3% ranked fourth in the league behind Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, and DeMontis Sabonis last season. These stats are really such a great place to start off of for his next journey. I think that I'm super, super excited because he's a stretch five. He has such – his court vision is like none others that I've seen recently from Nick's big men. Um, and it just makes me super, super excited for those possibilities in terms of a Mitchell Robinson and Sims or a Hardenstein kind of, you know, duo if we give up Randall and Obi Toppin in up-and-coming moves. And that is really where we're at. I personally feel like for a Donovan Mitchell trade, I would probably give up Grimes um, and... I'm still very, very hesitant on giving up Obi for you know reasons like I said previously. I think that he's really becoming into his own as a player, um, and you know I think that the end of last season we saw such, such, such leaps from him quickly and R.J. Barrett, who has such, such, such an exciting year four ahead of him, and I think it's only up from here. Obviously, for R.J. Barrett, year one, he averaged 14.3 points per game, five rebounds per game, 2.6 assists per game. Year two, not, it goes goes nowhere but up, 17.6 points per game, 5.8 rebounds per game, and three assists per game. And then year three, like I said before, he came into su- he became came into such you know his own player, and it's it's it was it, it showed nothing but you know, that the sky's the limit and that there's so much potential behind RJ Barrett with year three, him averaging 20 points per game, 5.8 rebounds per game and three assists per game. Obi Toppin and quickly were going off at the end of last season, fricking averaging like 30, 40 point games, triple doubles all over the, all over the board. Um, and like seeing that duo really blossom at the end of last season was such, you know, it gave me such excitement for this year, and I would hate to see them go. But, you know, I would love to see Donovan Mitchell in a Knicks uniform. His dad works for the Mets. He has such ties to this organization. 
and I feel like he's been rumored to come here for the past 30 years, it seems like. There's always been talk of Donovan Mitchell. He's talking about the Mets. You know, he's talking about Aaron Judge and the Yankees. We also have the Mets and Yankees Subway Series, I believe, starts tonight, which is going to be huge. I'm hoping for a Mets win, me being a Mets fan. I hope that doesn't scare off listeners or, you know, followers of my Instagram with me being a Mets fan. Um, because, you know, I, 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 again, always lead with the saying positive vibes only. I hope that we can all come together, not only as a Knicks community, but as just a New York sports community, you know, with Yankee fans, Mets fans, Knicks fans, every fan in New York coming together, sharing an experience. Um, and I want to create those experiences back again on this podcast. It's been way too long and there's so much excitement leading into this season and so much yet to answer in terms of questions regarding Donovan Mitchell within this offseason. If a trade happens, when a trade happens, I'm going to be right here with all of the news, all of the updates, and everything you need to know about Nick's news in general. Now, I'm going to be, again, like I said before, uh, making weekly episodes every weekend, I believe. Um, that way that doesn't interfere with college work and so on and so forth. And that I can just, you know, get on a schedule and get on here and, you know, really just bring back this incredible podcast that I love making. So I hope you guys enjoyed this newest episode of the Knicks community podcast. That's it for me. I'm Aiden Donahue. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Knicks community, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.